For more than 25 years, Deanna Batdorf has been disrupting the status quo of health. She is a passionate Ayurvedic practitioner, my body educator, and lymphatic specialist whose mission is to empower you to take control of your own wellness. Welcome to My Body with Deanna Batdorf, an Ask Me Anything podcast where Deanna gives you answers to your most pressing health and wellness questions. Along the way, Deanna will interview those who inspire her work as a holistic wellness practitioner, from birth workers to herbalists, yogis to MDs. You'll learn how to bring your body to a state of balance in this wild dance of life. Submit your questions on our website, dianaessentials.com. Look for the form at the bottom of the front page. No question is TMI for Deanna to answer. Hey, good morning. I'm here with Deanna. We're visiting (laughs) together today. And this is Ask Anything. I am Andrea Foster. And this is Deanna Batdorf, who is an amazing Ayurvedic practitioner and educator. And she's here to answer your wellness questions. We've got Sataja. That's beautiful. A 26-year-old transgendered woman. I have some adult acne, sleeplessness, fatigue as of a past few years uh, onset and have been on hormones in preparation for transition surgery. I was born physically as a man and exploring full surgical move to fully inhabit my body as a female. I'm wondering from a holistic perspective, what is involved in surgery and how can I best prepare and what is needed to know post-care that the doctors will not think to tell me? I'm concerned for the loss of sensation and overall impact of such a procedure. Male to female surgery involves removing the penis and testicles, creating a vagina from the skin of the penis and the urethra. And the head of the penis known as the glands is used to make a clitoris. In your experience, I feel anything after becoming a woman, uh, what has your experience been working with others in the transgendered community? And can you suggest a post-care plan? Oh, I love this question. Actually, you sound very much like you are on the right track as far as understanding how your body works and what you need to be considering. So that's really cool. Some people do go in just a little bit like, I don't know, do what you want. And then it is more complicated. So first thing I'm going to mention is the importance of Arnica Montana, homeopathic. You take four pills four times a day and you actually want 30C, okay? Not 30X, 30C, Arnica Montana. Now, the reason I'm going homeopathic for your main anti-inflammatory is because using essential oils with hormones can be done. And I love doing that. But with surgery... It is complicated. And I usually have to let a lot of those meds and antibiotics like do their thing. And then I start bringing in essential oils maybe a month later when you're in your mending period. And then we go through that. And we'll talk about mending too, because these are all very important. But Arnica is a long-term homeopathic, which means you can get on it now and it'll just keep you from getting too much inflammation as you are introducing new hormones into your body. And then we have to remember there's other chemicals going in your body with those hormones. They are laboratory made. And I think that's an important thing to remember. So the Arnica keeps you from like getting all that inflammation from just having residue, medical residue, sorry, but medication residue really does do two things. First thing it does, it leaves sediment around and it makes it hard for you to break down your minerals and your vitamins and they're dehydrating. 
They have a very specific function. You just want to know that's their downside mm -hmm. is that they dehydrate and they make it where it's hard for you to uptake minerals because you've got medication sediment residue sitting around your body. So enemas, oh my gosh, enemas. And let me just think, enemas share space. Like your colon mm -hmm. shares space with your reproductive. The cleaner your bowels are, the less constipation after surgery, the less you've got toxins sitting around in your body while you're under anesthesia, the easier the healing, the better the healing. What does better healing mean? It means you don't form scar tissue. This is the biggest problem with getting a changeover and then wanting sensation in your new clitoris and how that would be so sad to go through all of that and not be able to like have sensation and pleasure. Mm -hmm. It's all about scar tissue. And like we could do a whole another three hours right now sitting on just scar tissue alone with top surgeries and all surgical procedures no matter what you're going through, but especially when it comes to like, oh, but I still don't feel my fingertips. And somebody will say, oh, well, it might just be like that now. And then think about that being your clitoris. That's worse than a fingertip. That's for sure. It's about scar tissue. So it's inflammation is the number one culprit for why your body would make scar tissue because there's a fire. Inflame is a fire in your body and your immune system is going to come to your rescue. And what does it do for you when you're injured? It makes scar tissue to fill in the void. So you will have a void, even if you don't have an emotional void, because you might feel less of a void being who you are. But there's going to be a physical void as you release the penis and then go into a completely different response to your nerve endings that live in your tissue, not outside extension of your body. And so the whole thing is just anti-inflammatories, so important. So you could do Arnica from now until like three months after surgery, and you would just be dealing with this slow homeopathic, isn't going to affect your hormones, isn't going to affect your surgery. It's not going to change your anesthesia, your antibiotics, but it's just keeping you cool, calm, and collect. So your immune system doesn't see this as a trauma. And then there was something that was said early on in this question that leads back to yeast. I think it was cystic acne or acne. There was something about skin in Adult this question. Acne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that we really relate to how that could be playing out in this transition. And so I'll get to that. When your body is looking like you're injured, which surgery looks like an injury to your body. And then your body comes to your rescue, your immune system, and it makes inflammation. And if things don't start healing and if things aren't flowing, we were talking about enemas and keeping everything clean and flowing and the lymph needs to move to keep everything really flowing. And that's how we don't make scar tissue along with that Arnica Montana 30C. Submit your questions on our website, dianaessentials.com. Look for the form at the bottom of the front page. Let's just say I'm working with somebody who isn't asking this brilliant question prior, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is the most common person I'm working with. Mm -hmm. So I would love to work with you because being able to see how this could help in transition would just be brilliant, even for me, but that means for many other people, because that can be broadcast and we can talk about that and get people comfortable knowing how to be the safest and the most healthy they can through their transition. But many people I meet later, and it's not too late because 
you can break down scar tissue even 30, 40 years later, mm -hmm. right? And so it's not like old scar tissue can't be broken down. It's just more stubborn. It's more stuck in its ways as fiber. And it just needs to be broken down a little better. So I want to help you not get scar tissue. But some people just make scar tissue. They might run more pitta and get more inflamed anyway. And it might be how your body responds to the surgery. And sometimes there's not much we can do other than just combat it. And then you need a gua sha and you need caster. And none of that's going to be done until you are completely sealed and mended. And it's safe to even kind of look at a gua sha. You can gua sha everywhere else and you'll mend quick. But you don't want to go straight to the source until it's completely healed. And then the idea is you're wanting it to heal without that scar tissue. What's another way we get scar tissue? Getting out of bed, and this is pelvic floor, getting out of bed, using your legs. I'm so sorry to say it, but I would be, if you were my client, I would so be saying, what can you do? Just literally lay in bed. You can stretch, but that's about it. Do breathing exercises in bed for like two or three weeks. They're not going to say that. They're going to say, you know, hey, you'll probably be able to move around in a couple days. This might be a little bit longer of a situation. But I'm just telling you that if you start using your body like any injury, any surgery, if you start using and moving your body too quickly, that is the most common reason I see people make scar tissue because your body's like needing to rest and heal and we're putting it in motion and it's traumatizing. So when they say like, oh yeah, we fixed it. You can go out in the world now. Just be careful. I'm always like, it takes 15 days with the lymph and blood moving well. It takes 15 days for a muscle to even start its healing process. So think about that. I know this sucks when it comes to like going to work or like even picking up your kids or whatever right. people do, you know, having to get somewhere. Like, mm -hmm. I know this is hard, but if you're going to really do a beautiful surgery and get the most out of it, who is feeding you for two weeks? Who is your sidekick, your fabulous home nurse mm -hmm. <laughs> supporter who is going to just like let you stay in bed and get you everything you need? And I'm telling you, that is the way you don't get scar tissue. And it's going to be the most probable way you're going to be able to keep ultimate sensation. They have this surgery down. Everyone thinks it's new, but it's not new. It's been being worked on for a very long time. And it's actually become a pretty functioning surgery. My time's working with Shanti Project in San Francisco in 1989 to 93. I'm sorry, but it wasn't. It was some sad outcomes that I really did witness and see being part of the community. And that's very different now. So it's really about how you take care of yourself. And then I just want to invite you to consider yeast overgrowth. I just spoke of it with, with um, cysts in the breast or chest area. But I really want to say, you know, if you're having adult acne, it can be from hormones. That's a very longstanding story or history that hormones can make skin conditions, but it's not actually the most common reason I see it. It's yeast. And that is going to be, you got to stop feeding it. And that's the hardest part. It's sugars. It's all sugars. And then the other thing I just want to keep in mind is there are yeast compounds that keep medications alive. 
So that's why like people get yeast infections or urethritis, even for male, either or. These are things because the antibiotics have a high amount of yeast to keep them alive. And so we start having yeast infections. A lot of times women know that's going on and somebody who identifies male doesn't even know something's going on. And then all of a sudden there's jock itch or there's a rash in the crease or all of a sudden they're getting acne and they're like, what's going on? And it's yeast overgrowth. And there's not much you can do about that because you're making a decision to take these medications to promote your change. So they need to be done But it means, again, medicine residue, chemical residue. How are you going to get that out of there so you don't start building other types of bacterias or fungus that is very much fungus? There's a lot of fungus. (laughs) It's real. So that would be some of the things. And another way you'd get that out is enemas. But I am going to really say that's a smart way to prep for any surgery. You won't be doing them after. You'll be resting. That's it. Lots of liquids, lots of gray salt electrolytes stay on the Arnica Montana. And aloe vera would be the other one I would bring into this. Inner filet, you don't want the leaf. It's a laxative. You just want the inner filet, amazing liver spleen, anti-inflammatory, very cooling. But I could go on and on. I'm just all about wanting to support you. So I hope you do a remote consult or who knows, maybe you're local enough that you could come on up and see me. I would love to see what your pulse has to say and give you some individualized advice also. Who are you as an individual going through this? And then what does that look like? There's a little protocol. If you think about it, we just made a little protocol. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, we have just about hit the end of today's session. So much good stuff, as always. Lots of new things are afoot, so tune in. Our newest thing is our podcast, and you can find it wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all over the place. So please take a look at that, subscribe, and if you do enjoy it while you're subscribed, please do rate it and leave a review. It's super important so other people can find it too. And then, yeah, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. May you laugh when you're listening to the podcast. I hope I bring enough humor in that just gives everybody a little chuckle here and there because I'm such a believer of laughter yoga and laughing and pleasure and feeling good. And I just hope that when you listen to me, there's a feel good and a little chuckle that comes out and please let yourself laugh out loud, especially when you're in your car. What a great place to laugh. Mm -hmm. We see enough people yelling. We need to replace with laughing. So may you have a good laughter day. This is My Body, a conversation situated at the intersection of elemental science, self-care, ancient arts, and consent. Deanna Batdorf is your guide.